life, and politics with Republican leanings. Welcome to Famila and Friends, the show that mutes the sound bites and noise pollution to bring you the discussions and informative interviews you want to hear. Hosted by nurse, published biochemical researcher, and former congressional candidate, Famila Ramos. Famila and her team of friends tell it like it is, and no topic is off the table. Get ready to cut through the clutter. Now here's your host of Famila and Friends, Famila Ramos, on The Answer San Diego. Well, I'm not Pamela. I'm stepping in for her today. I'm Dr. Julie Ducharme, and welcome to the Family and Friends Show. I am just the taller version of Pamela. Yay, She's Dr. shorter, Julie. taller, but we're Woo! twins. We're like exactly alike. I could barely tell you guys apart. I, I know. People confuse me all the time. They're like, oh my God, are you Pamela? I'm like, no, but I want to be her. So um, she asked me if I could help guest host, and I'm super excited. Actually, a little bit of old tromping grounds for... Um, Myself and my friend uh, Linda Martin, we were here for a while doing a show. So uh, we, we do miss Todd, though. But we but I, I love that I just met Hot Randy. So I'm really yeah. excited about that. We, we miss you, Hottie Toddy, but right now we got Red Hot Randy. Red Hot Randy, <laughs> the producer. Uh, that is too much fun. Um, well, a little bit about me. Um, I do a lot in business. I'm a serial entrepreneur with four companies. Um, I've also been in academia for scary to say 20 years now. I hit my nice. 20th year this wow. year. Um, so I've taught all over the place from University of San Diego to the local JCs to uh, Grand Canyon University, Walden, all sorts of fun places. Um, so I have kind of a, a weird background because before all of this, I was playing professional sports. So um, I have a very strange resume when people I ask like me that. for that. <laughs> I, li- I like the different stuff. On yeah. there. It's very weird. So people will be like, I don't understand how you know how to do that. I'm like, well, I grew up on a farm, so that's how I know. Um, so I have a weird background, but you know, business is a passion of mine, and I've been in San Diego for close to 20 years. So, um, and and I mean, I'm just just gonna say, like, let's just be real. COVID's been pretty rough the oh, last brutal. eight months. Yeah. So I, I I think about this, and I'm a business owner. So for me, with the shutdown and stuff. It, it really tore my business up. I own an events company. Oh. It's been going for 18 years serving San Diego. It has now been shut down for eight months. Mm. And it's it's tough because, yeah. you know, I, I was able to, as a business owner, I didn't have a lot of debt. So we've been able to survive. But I have several friends with similar businesses of 20 years that are shut down. For good. Forever. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, this has been something that's weighing on my heart because we have so many small businesses out there that are just never coming back, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. a lot of people will be like, oh, they have insurance. Don't worry about that. I'm like, nope, insurance doesn't cover a pandemic. You know? Yeah. Oh, they got the PPP loan. Nope. A lot of businesses did not get that loan, including myself. So, you know, I thought this would be a great topic for us to talk about because we're in the midst of this right now. Still, who would think that we'd be in the midst of this eight months later? I know. Um, but we're in the midst of this, and you know, I, I looked up a few stats because I, I thought this was really interesting. Now, I've so my oldest business is 18 years old. I started like right around when I was like, oh, I'm gonna date myself, 21, 22 ish. You know, you mean 10? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 15. Yeah, I was perfect. 12. Yeah, I was 12. Um, so, but you know, when I was looking at this and and, and all the stats and what's going on, um, you know, I looked at a couple different places because. First, guys, data is like important. Mm-hmm. Like, don't just pull it off of CNN. Okay, <laughs> please don't. I'm not not trying to judge, but let's just the and worst. Wikipedia. Please <laughs> yeah. don't pull it off of Wikipedia. I just went on and made an, like another big thing on Wikipedia. No, I'm just kidding. Um, you know, they they tried to kill off Sinbad on Wikipedia. Oh, I mean, come on. You know, that's never good when Wikipedia yeah. kills you off. 
So, but I was looking at some of these stats that I gave you guys today. And, you know, we're looking at, you know, we've got the Washington Post states that more than 100,000 small businesses have closed forever, forever. Yeah. Right. Which, you know, you think, okay, in the realm of like the United States, that's not a lot. Right. But technically, almost 50% of our economy is small businesses. That's something that family and I were talking about on the way here earlier today. Yeah. How, you know, the small businesses, that is our economy. It is. Yeah. It's huge. And and you throw the medium-sized businesses in. Okay, we're now hitting towards 80% of our economy is small to medium businesses. And a small business is considered 500 or less. Oh, really? I think 500 is a lot of people. Yeah, that's not a small business to me. Yeah. But that's how they classify it. Okay. Right? So if you're going up to 500 to 1,000, we're now in medium-sized businesses. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was looking at this. I'm like, this is huge. I mean, this is huge because a a large part of our economy is these businesses. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people have a lot of misconceptions about it. You know, everyone said to me, oh, you'll, you'll get insurance to cover it, right? There's a thing in insurance that says, if you have a disruption, we will cover it. But there is a specific clause in there. Now, mind you, we haven't had a pandemic in 100 years, yes. right? <laughs> right? So who came up with the clause in the insurance that says it will cover everything but a pandemic? Is that really in there? It's really in there. There's only one company in the United States that got their insurance covered, and that's because they paid, like, I don't know millions of dollars to have a thing that said it would cover a pandemic. Which one was that? I think it was the professional tennis organization. That's weird. (laughs) Right? Really? Really? Oh, yeah, you're right. There was something about um, that tennis tournament that got covered. And who thought about that? Yeah, who would have thought, thought about, about that? Who's yeah. like, by the way, we want that pandemic yeah. clause. It's been 100 years, but put that but in there. We need yeah. that. We're not doing this, okay? <laughs> just make sure. Because we want to make sure our tennis is covered. Like, it just, I mean, I heard that and I was like, wait, what? Yeah. You know, but I, I called my insurance company and I was like, hey, you know, let's get this going. They're like, not covered. I'm like, you're, you're kidding, right? And they're like, no, not covered. It's a pandemic. Wouldn't even talk to me for five minutes. So there was a law firm who was like, oh, we're doing this class action suit. You can get in on it. So I submit my name, the comment back later, you're too small. It's just not worth the time and money. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So they could only take companies that were big companies who would get big payouts. So So the ones who aren't really struggling, maybe, so much. Right. So all this. so fair. Yeah. All this little ones, like, got booted aside. So then it was like, oh, okay. Now let's throw in, like, protests, right? The protests that were happening, which turned into riots, which burned down places. And people were like, don't worry, they have insurance. Almost every insurance clause has a clause that says it will not cover any uh, thing that has to do with protest, martial law, or any type of riots if there's any damage. Okay, That's I didn't crazy. know that. Yeah. So I'd say 95% of businesses that burnt down or got injured, you know, didn't get anything. as you know, my hype beast self, um, I don't know if you guys are aware of what Fairfax is in LA. It's um, from LA. So yes, yeah, Fairfax well, is very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Fairfax has like my Supreme, my Bape resale, and all the resale stores. And I don't know if you saw in the news, but so many businesses got completely destroyed Mm -hmm. and they you know and it's really hard especially these closed resale it's hard to restock that because it's very hard to find and expensive and a lot of stores got really um screwed over from from those protests and insurance didn't cover it but you know some did recover and you know some had to put on signs that says like please don't ransack this or black owned businesses Mm because even a lot of the black owned businesses themselves got ransacked and it's like what's the point of that at that point yeah right Right. way to show the protest guys good job yeah great job out there and that's the thing i mean i I think people don't realize like my business is 18 years old i put my heart and soul Mm -hmm. and all the pennies i have into that you know no one gave me a dime for that yeah so when I pay my monthly insurance, when I pay my taxes, this year alone, 
as a small business owner, I had to pay out 10000 in taxes, Oof. right? And that's with $60,000 in write-offs, Oof. right? So small businesses are already suffering yeah. because, at least here in California, don't get me started. <laughs> on, the, on the governor. That's for another show. That's for another show. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, you're, you're already as a business, at least yeah. here in California. Like, it's, it's rough. You've got to know your stuff. And, you know, I heard people say, like, well, it's fine. You know, it's fine. They got insurance. It's all good. I'm like, it's not all good. It's not. You're starting over. Machines that maybe cost you $100,000, that doesn't just get covered by insurance. No. Yeah. You know? For me, owning events company, I have large jumps, right? Large jumps cost anywhere from five dollars to $10,000. One of those gets burnt down. It, then it's over. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. can't order that on Amazon. No. <laughs> no. You're like, can My, you deliver me two-day yeah. a giant slide? <laughs> My best friend, Max Milford, with Maxwell Milford Entertainment, he's part of the events industry, too, and mm-hmm. he was... You know, he had just gotten his company started, and then all of a sudden, the pandemic mm-hmm. happened, no shows, nothing. And he was doing about, like, two or three shows a week, you know? Yes. And now there's nothing to do. Yeah. We, were we doing, can't do anything now. Yeah. We, on an average, we did 15 to 20 events a weekend. Okay, that's awesome. Oh, wow. So, but, I mean, we built that over 18 years. Yeah. I mean, and we service every city in San Diego. Okay. So, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where I look at this and, and it's just crazy. And then you talk about, I have some good friends in the music industry, Jessica Muse, American Idol star, uh, Darla Pelosi, one of the top female drummers, no, nothing, yeah. every concert canceled. And like doing a concert online and trying to get people to tip you, like that no. just, it doesn't happen. No, I saw the, I think it was uh, the Expendables, or I, I could be wrong, but somebody did an online concert like that and you could see people tipping and on the side and it was just blank, 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 all of a sudden $10. Blank, blank, blank for like three songs. It was brutal. It was so sad. Yeah. You know, I mean, oh, sorry, guys. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I think uh, one of the things, one of my biggest things during this whole pandemic was adapting to the change mm-hmm. for all businesses, mm-hmm. whether it be small or large. And, you know, in the events industry, I will give um, EDC and Ins- Insomniac a shout out there because they did a really good job with their online events. Because mm-hmm. I, I remember like before me and my friends would be, you know, sitting in a room or a living room and we'd be blasting the live stream of the electronic music. You oh, know? the rave stuff. The rave okay. stuff. Yeah. And they did a really good job with that. But I'm saying, I'm saying, I think that's the key is to adapt to this. And mm-hmm. they did it a really entertaining mm-hmm. way. So I think. See, but that- how could she adapt? Like if nobody's getting bounce houses and anything, it's like, there's no, for some people, there is no adapting. No, you're right. Yeah. It, it definitely depends on the people. I mean, some people got super creative. Yeah. They did, like, online stuff with princesses and stuff like that. We did a few little, like, drive-by parades. And, yeah. and I mean, basically what I did is I just started doing stuff for free for people. Yeah. Like, if uh, someone needed something, I'm like, I'll just take it to you for free. Just get your name out there yeah. kind of deal. Yeah. yeah. Just, you know, because there were people who weren't getting paid. They were out of work. And so I'm like, oh, your kid needs whatever. I'll just bring it back. Oh, that's you rad. Know? Good for you. Because, I mean, you know, we talk about, like, it, what's the point? What's yeah. Why am I going to, like, hoard my stuff, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, your yeah. kid needs something. Sure. You know, parents call and be like, oh, we don't have a lot of um you know money but i just mm-hmm. be like i'll bring i'll take it over to you it's cool you know i mean and so i i think that's important but you know as as we continue to talk about this um and obviously this is a passion of mine being a business owner but i, I think it affects everyone because you guys are shopping and using the business mm-hmm. owners and if any time i could promote small businesses it would be now yeah you know e- even if you can buy a gift card from them now i know a lot of people are hard up right now financially i mean just lost jobs or lost work um, but I think it's something to look at because, you know, why did Walmart and Target and Home Depot and all these places get to stay open Good point. when yeah. the rest of us didn't? And not that I'm trying to, you know, drag these guys down. They're big companies. They have a lot of stuff. They serve a lot of people. But 
you know, this is this is something that's really affecting it. And and hopefully we don't have any more closures here in California. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hope not. But, um, you know, it, nowadays people are just saying, hey, we're just going to stay open. Yeah. So maybe for Christmas, let's start buying gift cards yeah. to the mom and pop shops and all the yeah. small businesses and stuff. Little yeah. things. Yeah, that's what I've been doing. I've yeah. just been like, hey, oh, you got a small business? What do you have? Like, yeah. cool. Like, let, let me grab something. I love that. So, yeah, I definitely think that's something that we should do. So when we're going to come back after the next break, we are going to be talking to Dr. Brent Scholar. Nice. Yay. Stay tuned, guys. No topic is off the table, and these intellectuals tell it like it is. It's Family and Friends on The Answer San Diego. Now here's your host, nurse, published biochemical researcher, and former congressional candidate, Pamela Ramos. Welcome back to Family and Friends. As I said before, I am not Pamela. I'm her twin. <laughs> a little taller, and I wear a little bit more pink. Um, but I am guest hosting today uh, with amazing Serena and Kalina. I got that right, ladies. Yes, you did. Okay, okay. I I have to be honest. I'm really bad with names. I don't know why. I I am too. So I'm I'm always writing it down to make sure I get it right. (laughs) So I don't, you know, but I still sometimes get it wrong. Yeah. Um, But we've been talking about business and we've been talking about small businesses and how they've been affected by COVID. And we have with us today, Dr. Brent Scholar. Brent, welcome to the show. Hello, Julie. Thank you very much for having me. Welcome, welcome. Welcome, Brent. And, and everybody else, sorry, I don't even know anybody's name, so I, I, I don't know. <laughs> well, uh, Dr. Brent, you know, we sometimes we just like to, hey, doctor, how you doing, doctor? It's good to see you, doctor. Hey, doctor. <laughs> doctor, doctor. Um, Dr. Brent and I met, gosh, what was it, three, four years ago? We were working at, uh, on a project, and um, yeah. ever since then, um, you know, Brent's been a huge champion for us in diversity. Uh, he's helped out at my uh, women's empowerment conferences, um, our she talks. I, I'm working with his wife as well. Um, great people, and and Brent does something that I really well that I don't. He runs. Oh, yeah. I'm a, I'm allergic to running, especially <laughs> as with am these. I. Are yeah. we talking about running exercise? Yeah, or? yeah. Like actually, he runs like marathons. Oh, oh. I have under a thousand steps a day, and I'm somehow this skinny. <laughs> no, nobody knows how or why. It's a mystery. I need about fifty thousand a day, um, and that's not happening clearly. <laughs> Um, but Britt and I have got to work together on a lot of business stuff. Um, he teaches business. He, he consults on it. And so, um, I definitely drug him into this and was like, Brent, you must come and talk to us. Yeah. Um, so Brent, can you just tell us uh, our listeners about you and what you do? So they have some background, um, besides just that you run marathons and you're awesome in that. <laughs> well, you know, if you're going to be honest, Julie, we have to remember, I actually do, you know, Ironman triathlon too. Oh, wow. Oh. And done. Oh. But, but yeah, anyway, so swim, bike, run. But anyway, that's not really what your your listeners probably want to hear. Um, although it does involve, I'll bring this in, it does actually involve endurance, right? And mm-hmm. we can talk about yeah. that a little bit more um, about, you know, how are we going to get through all this? Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm an organizational consultant and I, you know, work with individual leaders and organizations to help them with like either strategic planning, organizational effectiveness, uh, I do a lot of team building workshops. Um, I also do uh, workshops on creating uh, diversity and inclusion workspaces, like you're saying, as a diversity champion. I also work with organizations like um, the Diversity Leadership Alliance. I'm actually uh, a volunteer for them, where I give them service, where we put on workshops every single month 
because of COVID, just like everybody else, we had to pivot online and we have, you know, we're now planning our first ever two day conference virtually there we that's go. coming up at the end of the month on October 29th and 30th. Get your tickets now at diversityleadershipalliance.org. <laughs> Plug. Okay. Uh, but it's important stuff. We're going to have some really great discussions um, on, uh, we've been having them on micro macro aggressions and, you know, just how to, how to work within the system and then how can we change the system? Mm-hmm. So it's really important stuff. But I you know I've spent or nearly a decade teaching in various institutions and that's, you know, where Julie and I met up working on uh, a project designing courses. Uh, that's with business strategy, leadership, uh, effectiveness for several universities and college colleges. Um, again, working with diverse pool of learners. Um, you know, I know what it's really important is creating that personal and a, a team development. And that's really also key as we're looking forward. So I'm really interested in, you know, really diving into this topic with you, uh, Julie and friends, to, uh, to see how, how can we help, you know, those small businesses. I heard you talking about, oh, why did those big box stores get to stay open and the smaller businesses didn't? Yeah. You know? And that's, that's a really important uh, thought to think about, and I think uh, I think you know we can really kind of shift that focus now that we let's talk about our small businesses and what help they need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, we we kind of Brent and I and another colleague had a talk when we were maybe a couple months into COVID about you know what do we do? Mm-hmm. Businesses were scrambling. I myself, um, you know, and and I was even saying it was like a grieving process because a part of my identity that had been with me for 18 years was shut down. That's a really good point. Yeah. You know, it was like, whoa, there's this this mm-hmm. huge gap in my life. Yeah. You know, what what do I do? Do I let it go or do I fight for it? Um, I'm glad you fought. Yeah. I'm yeah. glad you're still fighting. I'm stubborn. Fight. I'm st- <laughs> stubborn. You talk to my husband about that. So stubborn. Um, but Brent. I know you have some great thoughts on this and, you know, for businesses that are still dealing with shutdowns, right? We had salons. That Mm -hmm. was a huge thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Small businesses that weren't considered essential. And let me just tell you, I got super offended when I was told I wasn't essential. I was like, I feel like I'm essential to everyone's (laughs) happiness. That's (laughs) how I felt about the tattoo shops being shut down. I also thought they were essential. I mean, I might be a little bit of a big head, but I felt really essential. What? Um, So, uh, Brent, what would be some of your suggestions? I mean, because not everyone can go online, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, not not everyone maybe can afford delivery or services. You know, what are some thoughts on on creativity and innovation for this? So, you know, when we when we look at this in terms of innovation and creativity and, and what you can do. Again, it comes down to how much can you endure, right? Let's go back to that, right? The endurance of what what have you prepared for and have you prepared for it? And I think a lot more people will be prepared in the future. But in terms of some, you know, really basic uh, innovative things to do, what about partnering with somebody Mm. that you wouldn't even think about partnering with, right? I mean, we're really talking some really big out-of-the-box thinking here. Uh, in order to to find you know, what's that gimmick, mm-hmm. right? Um, there's a there's a movie out there where that's that's the whole thing. It's all about you know you got to have a gimmick, right? <laughs> so, you know, where that's where in, invention happens, right? We are challenged. We will we create invention. I mean, Julie, you just said, you know, I'm just gonna I'm gonna give the happiness away, right? That's what you were really giving away when you were talking about you know the party or the the parade or whatever it was. Yeah. So that people can have that little happiness so that we, they can endure and come back. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so partnering with someone else. So maybe it's a restaurant and they partner with, I don't know what, uh, 
a, a business office supply store, right? To do delivery together or something like that. I mean, I know it sounds weird, but there's like really weird potato chip combinations out there, right? And <laughs> that work big, beautifully. Big, yeah. <laughs> a, a, well, right. And a, and a brand, right, that a few years ago, I remember seeing commercials that, you know, here, buy this one, this one, and this one, put them all together, and now you have a brand new flavor, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So that's what we have to do. That's what I mean, we're that, doing. That's where in, I see the innovation comes from. I love that you brought that up because that's what we're doing right now in Ocean Beach and Pacific Beach with all of you know our businesses, the food companies, and the bars. There's a whole bunch of bars that cannot be open because if you're not serving yeah. food, you can't be open. Right. So we've all teamed together, and so it's like now my company, Burger Kook, we're working with a couple bars in Ocean Beach and Pacific Beach, and we're teaming up together so they can stay open. We can still slang some burgers, yeah. and it's all mm-hmm. of a sudden this beautiful teamwork that you never really thought would have happened. That was so smart. Yeah. yeah. And now we're all kind of hustling together. Very, and, very smart. You know, what's really sad though about restaurants is um, Uber Eats and uh, DoorDash and Postmates, they're charging restaurants over 30% right now mm-hmm. of profit. And it's like, I don't even know how they stay open yeah. like that. It's so cruel. Yeah. yeah you can't pay a staff so that's, that. No, that's super it, It's really important that you bring that up because, you know, yeah, we have Uber Eats and we, we have those places, but a lot of uh, restaurants and stuff, if they can, should do their own delivery to bypass that. Yeah. Right? Or, or mm-hmm. right? And that's where combining your, your services somewhere else, like with your neighbor. Mm-hmm. Look to your neighbor and say, hey, what can we do together? How can we deliver your products and my products without using this other, you know, entity that, yeah, is taking care of some of the higher things, insurance and all that stuff. I used to deliver pizzas. I know what it's all about. Um, <laughs> so I've uh, been, been there, done that, and actually delivered them in a, in a trying time in California mm-hmm. uh, during, during the riots. Ooh, that's in a... 92, 93? Yeah. No, 92. I wasn't 92. even born yet. So, Weird. Uh, so <laughs> she was so young. <laughs> big tips. There are big tips. So remember, folks. Tip those drivers that are coming. Oh, my God. Yeah, say that louder office. for the people in the back, please. Yes. Tip, tip yes. those drivers when, you know, when they're coming to your house. Mm-hmm. They're that local place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly, um, yeah. Oh, I was going to say, honestly, try to try to get it straight from the restaurant. Or, mm-hmm. or yeah, if, tip those drivers that work for mm-hmm. the restaurant personally. Because mm-hmm. those apps are really just really screwing restaurants over. I mean, that's why I'm part of, you know, Zoom. Mm-hmm. That they're working on. We're working on a way to not have to charge the restaurants yeah. that thirty percent. Right. Yeah, that's that. high. I didn't know that. That's super high. So that, I mean, and I think that's a great idea. I mean, shoot, you can deliver my paper and my pizza. It's all good. Yeah. You know, connected. I, I mean, we've we've been getting crazy creative with what we're doing. We we came up with a craft to decorate your own like face shield. I know that sounds crazy, <laughs> but it was for a birthday party. So yeah. we were like, oh, well, we could decorate face shields. And people were like, Kids sure. will love that. <laughs> or hot gluing yeah. stuff on. Yeah, suddenly you got like a bow on your face shield. <laughs> it's all good. Next, it's going to be pin the coronavirus <laughs> on the on the face. <laughs> Just a little side note, um, and then we'll get back to our seriousness. But my son was like, should we get a coronavirus pinata for my birthday? And I was like, mm-hmm. did you say yes? Please tell me you said yes. You know, I tried to direct him towards the liquor bottle pinata. Okay. He said yeah. no to that. And okay. so we ended up with like a sonic one. Oh, that's Com- a good in between. Yeah, we compromised. You know. It kind of looks like um, the But they actually, they actually have coronavirus pinatas you can get. Um, so uh, sonic looks like coronavirus. Hey. Well, actually, Julie, let's 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 talk about that for a second, because if you think about it, we're, we're, you know, look, we're all focusing on financial health, mm-hmm. 
our physical health, right? We, we kind of talked about this. Yeah. But having that coronavirus pinata is a good way maybe to get some aggressions out regarding your mental health. Mm-hmm. Oh, what, what a good transition right? to the mental health yeah. question. You are a doctor. You're welcome. He's, he's on it. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I think it's important. It is so important. I, I mean, I've had my burnout. I've watched my colleagues. And, and we are actually in just well, almost the, seven, the, the six-month wall. So let's go back to running, right? It's mile 18, the marathon. That's called the wall where a lot of people, they start to falter. They start to get really tired. Mm-hmm. We're dealing with a pandemic like this. Six months of doing this. Like, so come August of uh, six, September, October here, we're all hitting that wall. Yeah. We no yeah. longer have the adrenaline we had in March and April to keep going. Because we just keep going and going and going and going. Our kids are home, or whatever it is, whatever you have in your boat, right? We're all in the same storm, but we're all in a different boat. But you got to take care of yourself. Ooh, I love you that. Don't take care of yourself. Yeah. You cannot take care of anybody else, and you can't take care of your business. Yeah, absolutely. I forget that. It's I think a so lot of important. us forget that. Well, and Brent, with so, that, as we're starting to run out of time, I think that's a great right. way to end this segment is taking care of yourself and your mental health. More when we come back with our next guest, Travis Wilson on Pamela and Friends on The Answer San Diego. More of the discussions and informative interviews you want to hear is on the way with Pamela and Friends on The Answer San Diego. No topic is off the table, and these intellectuals tell it like it is. It's Pamela and Friends on The Answer San Diego. Now here's your host, nurse, published biochemical researcher, and former congressional candidate, Pamela Ramos. Welcome back to the show. I am not Pamela, but I am her <laughs> awesome twin. I'm a little taller, a little more pink. Just but we both bit. We both have the same sass. I'm yeah. feeling it. We're like, we're totally the same. So I'm excited to be guest hosting. We've been having... Some fun here and talking some serious topics about business, what's going on, how COVID's affecting us. We just talked to Dr. Brent, and now we are talking to our guest, Travis Wilson. Travis, welcome to the show. Welcome, welcome, Travis. Welcome, Travis. Hi, thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Well, Travis was in San Diego until about a month ago, and now he's in Texas. Ooh. I know. Smart guy. How's that going? Hot? Uh, No, actually, right now it is. San Diego weather is perfect here. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. I'm curious, though, yeah. how, how are the gators? You know, I noticed that there <laughs> were, you know, I didn't realize how many gators were out where you were at. It was like friends well, you see I've, all the time. <laughs> um, we do have some gators on this little uh, channel that I live on off of uh, Lake Conroe, um, but they're not out in the lake, but they're cool. They're like pets. They don't do anything, you know. <laughs> do you I mean, feed them? <laughs> I don't feed them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Feed them like they're birds out there. <laughs> I think they do pretty well on their own. <laughs> well, we are excited to have you on the show, and we've been talking about small businesses, and, and obviously you're a small business owner. Um, and if you could tell us a little bit about your business before we get started for the listeners. Absolutely. So I own uh, Alpha Elite Performance. It is a supplement nutrition company, a veteran-owned supplement nutrition company. So we specialize in... I mean, we don't really specialize in, in any one niche product, but, you know, we've got uh, detox and sleep aids and uh, organic grass-fed protein and and uh, things like that. And this is also a veteran-owned company, and Travis is a U.S. Army Green Beret. Re- can we say retired? 
Is it? Is it yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. No, I'm retired. I, <laughs> I did 21 years and and retired after 21 years. So good for I'm you. Retired. So so we're yeah. excited. You know, I I thought Travis would be great to be on this show, ladies, because he's he's been a successful business owner for a long time. Um, you do a lot of your business online though. So did COVID have much of an effect on you and what you guys were doing when it was happening? You know what? It didn't. It actually helped us um, because we started promoting our detox product. And, you know, when you detox the body and and start getting the right foods and minerals and supplements into it, it helps boost the immune system. Mm -hmm. So um, we kind of promoted it that way and, and it really helped out. yeah, so we were afraid that it was going to. We got scared. We're like, oh, this is going to be the end of us because we do do all of our, I'd say 99% is, is online. We have a few stores that sell our products, but um, and which we're going to start getting into more stores here soon. So. Well, shoot, with COVID, I need a detox, too. Oh, I need just, I, yeah, me too. Living in California, I need a detox. <laughs> um, so, um, But actually, Tra- Travis, I took your metal detox before I came uh, I'll just give him a little shout out being a former professional athlete. So, um, he has some great products yeah. and, and whenever I take this metal detox, I feel really fantastic afterwards. I don't, I don't know why Travis, you know why you created it. <laughs> um, but anyways, there's some great stuff there. And, you know, I, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, you, you've been a business owner for how long? I mean, you started this before you got out of the military, right? I did. I had a near fatal parachute uh, free fall accident, and I thought that the Army was going to kick me out. And this happened in 2011, 2010, and uh, my back surgery was in 2011. And uh, so I was like, I've got to do something. So in 2012, I came up with Caliber Nutrition in Colorado Springs, which was a supplement store, not my own product line. And uh, but lo and behold, the Army was like, Hey, you're healed. We need you. And <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry. Did you did you just say you fell out of a plane with a without a parachute opening? Oh, a near fatal <laughs> parachute accident. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, it, it opened, but uh, as I was coming in on final, it, it decided to have a mind of its own and, and it kind of burned in and, and what I, we call it dirt darts. And, and I, uh, I ended up, you know, I've had 13 surgeries from, from all of that. Just anyway, it was, it was a bad ordeal. Oh my God. I'm <laughs> so sorry. Well, I'm glad no, it ended okay. up nicer than, you know, it could have. Yeah. 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 Right. But so you you started this, which, you know, you and I have had a lot of discussions about veterans and transitioning back into civilian life and where to go with this. And, you know, when you started this, maybe you can give us a little bit of insight, um, because there's a lot of people who are transitioning their businesses back to life right now. And uh, maybe you can talk a little bit about some tips and some things that got you through some of the tough times of your business. Well, tough times. Well, it's been tough since I started, you're going to, you're going to find out that you're going to fail. Uh, you know, it's just what, what do you do with that failure? Mm-hmm. I mean, do you quit or do you, do you, you know, it's like falling off a horse and get right back on and, and start riding again. Um, you know, you, you, you learn from those. I was fortunate. I think that every veteran out there who wants to be a small business owner or, or is, has the luxury of, um, oh, what was it called? The small business, uh, association veterans, SBA? uh, yeah, but but it was a veteran section that I utilized at uh, at Colorado or University of Colorado, Colorado Springs, UCCS, and they helped me out a, a great deal. They helped me write a wonderful business plan and just project out six years. And they're they're you know there's somebody that I could fall back on if I had any questions or needed help. 
and any veteran can do that. You know, just find uh, one of the veteran small business associations that uh, will help veterans. And there's a lot of uh, links and stuff online. And, you know, I, I utilize that. And also I just talked to other veterans and I felt like that was probably the biggest help was being able to find out what they did and what they did right, what they did wrong. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I learned from that and, and what they did right might not have worked for me. Um, so, you know, we're, we're at a point right now that uh, we're not having uh, any failures. Uh, but, you know, I kind of feel like we're stagnant right now, but, you know, that was one of the reasons why we made this big move to Texas was, be, you know, monetarily and financially, uh, it's a little bit better here for businesses. So uh, we, we, we want to grow. We want the big boom. It's a billion dollar industry. And, and, you know, I'll take just a half a percent of that. Just, you know. <laughs> I, w- I will too. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> well, I think it's interesting because, you know, you mentioned moving out of California mm-hmm. um, was a help for your business. And I know a lot of businesses are running out of California right now. I, I mentioned earlier, Travis, that, you know, even with like 60,000 in write-offs, I still had to pay $10,000 to the IRS last year for my small businesses. And I have yeah. maybe 20 employees, mm-hmm. not 500. Um, right. And so when I started my fourth company, I actually did not start in California. I started in Arizona. That's fine. Because um, I have a location there. Yeah. It cost me $60 for the rest of my life versus <laughs> <There we> <laughs> 800 every year. Um, and so if we could talk about like being smart with our businesses and some tips that, that could help businesses when they're thinking about, you know, what can I do, whether it be taxes or or marketing tips or something like that, you know, we've been talking about being innovative and creative because a lot of people are being shut down and and Brent had mentioned, you know, partnering with people. Mm -hmm. And so any suggestions you have on, you know, being creative and innovative as we're kind of, you know, coming back to life here. Sure. Absolutely. Um, there are so many students out there that uh, have gone to school for marketing and right now currently will do the work for pennies because, one, they want to grow their portfolio. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're really good. So I've always utilized uh, people kind of just starting out in the business, and they've done really well. They've learned from me, and I've learned from them, and it's helped grow their portfolio, and it and it's helped grow my business because, you know, they did things that I couldn't do because they're educated. And so, you know, find those people that, are uh, kind of just starting out and, and really they're motivated and they're going to want to work for you and do things uh, on the marketing side that uh, are a fraction of the cost. That's a great um, idea. Partnering with people is great. We started an ambassador program a year and a half ago and our business doubled mm-hmm. in one year. Mm-hmm. In, in I was just floored at uh, their influencers, their ambassadors. They use the product uh, and they love it and and so they promote it and we give them little, uh, you know, incentives, um, mm-hmm. you know, to, to help us out with that. I don't want them to think that this is a network marketing scheme cause it's not. And, <laughs> you know, so, and, and I will say that a lot of our ambassadors are veterans and I absolutely love that. And I want to be able to help them out. Um, if they sell a hundred thousand dollars worth of product, we're going to pay them 10% of that hundred thousand, um, you know, and you, you, you want to pay him back. So good. Uh, I, need, I need to start working out so I can become an ambassador. <laughs> I, th- I think, I think Instagram influencers, YouTube influencers and all those, I think those are one of the best ways to market mm-hmm. nowadays. Yeah. And I mean, specifically probably towards my generation of audience, because mm-hmm. that's what we're always looking at is influencers and Instagram and YouTube, you know? Oh yeah. So I, that was yeah. a really good idea. I had no idea that like people made a living 
off of being an influencer. I know. I mean, I was like surprised. That I, I met someone who's like yeah. literally making six figures as a TikTok influencer. Why haven't they oh, yeah. hired us? <laughs> what? I know. Why? You just film me during yeah, the day and you'll fine. get a, some comedy going on. <laughs> all the stupid stuff I do. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's a great idea. I mean, getting people and sometimes people want to get just get their name out there. Yeah. Maybe being an influencer is the best way to do it. I love the using students and marketing ideas and as you mentioned right now, a lot of people are out of work. Yeah. So, I mean, try and grab those people, see what they want to do. Maybe they help you out right now for free with the idea that when work picks up, they can get hired on. That's a good point. I like that. Yeah. Some people need hours. Yeah. Intern hours. I work with a lot of interns that have to put in like 60 hours of free work. So I love those ideas, Travis. Um, you know, a couple other things um, as we're talking here, we're down to our last couple minutes. But um, if you for someone who might be thinking about starting a business now, I started a business in the middle of COVID, which sounds stupid. Uh, you're laughing at me because it's like <laughs> I was like, hey, how can I kick myself some more and start a business? Um, so but of course, I've been doing this for a long time, so it's easy. But Travis, if someone is starting up a business for the first time and and, and Mark Cuban actually said this was a great time to start a business. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if he's right or not. He's a billionaire. I don't know. Um, but what do you think, Travis, if you could give a couple tips uh, before we end this segment? Yeah, throw us a bone. Uh, I'm going to, so I'm going to agree with Mark Cuban. Uh, I mean, think about it. Did, you know, big businesses are kind of shutting down. They're going away uh, because of COVID, except for like Amazon and things like that. But the small businesses are popping up and people want to shop local. Uh, mm -hmm. they, they're starting to realize that shopping local keeps that money in that community. And so I've seen, Businesses pop up during the COVID time, and, and they're starting to flourish. They're doing really well. Mm -hmm. So it is kind of a good time. In California, <laughs> I, I would say not so much. Uh, you know, Who knows? Unfortunately, yeah. we rate it as the number one state in the country for not opening a business. Um, yeah. But, I, I mean, I agree with you. I, I think it's, hey, now or never. So as we're ending this segment out, thank you so much, uh, Travis, for being on here. Make sure you guys check out Alpha Elite Performance, um, veteran-owned company with some great stuff out there. And when we come back, we will talk, be talking a little bit more about some business and what's going on out there. Thank you, Travis. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. More of the discussions and informative interviews you want to hear is on the way with Famila and Friends on The Answer San Diego. No topic is off the table, and these intellectuals tell it like it is. It's Famila and Friends on The Answer San Diego. Now here's your host, nurse, published biochemical researcher, and former congressional candidate, Famila Ramos. Welcome back to the show. I am Dr. Julie Ducharme, guest host today for Family. I wish I was a nurse and a bio, wait, bio what? Biotech. Bi smart something. That's something like, smart, smart, smart. Yeah. It's almost super smart for me. People are always like, oh, you're a doctor. Like my, my neck is hurting me. And I was like, not that type of doctor. I can't help you at all. So you're not going to crack my back, yeah. really. I literally have students in business class with me and they're like, I've got this problem with my back. And I'm like, I what? <laughs> I've had students tell me about their bowel movements. They're like, so I'm having this. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm not that. Why do you think I'm teaching a business like, class? I don't want to know anything about like, your bowel movements. Yeah, yeah, no. They, they become much more open since we've gone online. Yeah. Like the emails. I'm like, ooh, okay. Call your real doctor. Real doctor. <laughs> so, um, so my doctor is just to help you in business. Um, but we have had a great show so far talking about business. We had uh, Dr. Brent Scholar on our show. We had Travis Wilson from Alpha Elite. 
Um, and now we're just kind of like summarizing up. And you ladies just told me something I had no idea was going on. <laughs> oh. And since this show's topic says nothing is off the table. Yeah, let's oh, do let it. Let me put it on the table. Yeah, let's put it on the table and do a side thing here because I need, please tell me about this EDD thing again yes. that's happening. Okay, so something people are doing is they're they're getting EDD from the government, right? Mm-hmm. And they're Which making- is what? Unemployment. Well, yeah, yeah unemployment. Yeah. Sorry, I thought you were like, what it stands for. No. I'm like, I don't even know. <laughs> um, anyways, so they're getting so much more than, I mean, I know somebody who is making like two, $300 a week and they're getting like 800 versus what that. they usually get. Yeah, 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 you know? So because of this, people are showing up to Gucci, Louie, you know, my stores <laughs> that I love, my Hypebeast stores, part of it. And there is these lines that I've never seen before. And I'm like, what, what is going on? And turns out, even on Rodeo Drive, the city of L.A. had confiscated about like $25 million or something just on Rodeo Drive. I heard about this of just EDD that people were using there. And, and also people are stealing EDD and using it for the Gucci, Louis, and oh all these luxury mm-hmm. stores. And it just makes no sense to me because it's like, if you can't afford to pay your rent, why are you buying a bag? Well, that's the messed up part. And plus the people like me who actually have worked for their money and want to go shopping cannot go shopping because the line is an hour long. Yeah. Well, and here's the other thing. So California put in this thing that they can't, you can't get evicted. Yeah. Right now. The the memorandum, right? Yeah. But you still got to pay the back payment. Yes. Like it's it's not free. You're not sliding for free. Yeah. 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 I mean, when I checked on my mortgage they were like no we still want it yeah you know and i'm like <laughs> oh, okay you yeah. know so i mean so they're using their unemployment money to go buy 800 hundred dollar purses counting on the yep. fact that they're not being charged and 800 and let me just put it out there 800 a low ball like that's wow. like a little tiny little bag actually no it, they're spending like two grand or more on these bags <laughs> gucci and louis ain't that cheap <laughs> wow oh my gosh yeah so that just makes me think what else people are, man, I wish we could have a call in right now. Like what else are people spending their EDD money oh, on? Oh no, some people even rip off EDD. I mean, I've seen people who do this. So they just claim like they don't have a job and then they or, get it. And all like, I know is I don't know exactly how they do it, but I've seen certain people wow. that had, you know, 25 grand in their account. And I'm like, and I'm, and I know That's they're, crazy. and they don't work. And I'm yeah. like, how, how do you even scam that? I've how, seen people in front of the grocery stores offering to buy me groceries with their uh, food stamp stuff to give them cash. And I'm like, I feel like that's not allowed. And I don't really want to get arrested when I'm here yeah. with all my kids. I'm really embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. In the Trader Joe's parking lot, I don't want that. Think about you're going to yeah. court and they're like, you're like, I was trading off food I don't want to get for cash. Doing that. So there's all kinds of shady stuff going on oh nowadays. Gosh, that, you know, and it's so funny because I didn't even think about that. You know, you're thinking, and they said they're like, they sell like 25,000 applications for edd that haven't yeah. been processed like people who haven't got it yeah. so like there's people, people who, who actually need it yeah really yeah. need it and they're not getting they said right now i heard a stat I, I can't promise you how official this is but it was something like ten thousand people in the united states are starving to death right yeah. now a day because they don't have money to get food yeah. because they've lost their jobs do you know how many people i know that don't need it that are literally taking advantage of yeah. the system. Oh, trust me, I, I I criticize. And I'm sure all the food pantries and stuff aren't open because it's COVID. So you well, probably can't do all that stuff that people yeah. used to be able and what to about do if the they pe- were struggling. What about the people actually working right now and they're getting paid less than the people? It's literally socialist yeah. right now. This EDD is like, 
just a taste of socialism. Well, and, and I have a lot of business owners that their people wouldn't come back to work because they were making more money on mm -hmm. EDD than they were there. So then they were stuck with trying to get people to come yeah. back to work, which, you know, they don't realize in hindsight, that's going to run out eventually and your job's going to be taken. Yeah. Someone yeah. else is going to take it. And now you're going to be out of a job and out of EDD. It doesn't go on forever. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's a, there's a cutoff. And I do know a couple, I mean, people from like teachers who got laid off, who really needed it and yeah. theirs ran out and now they're yeah. trying to find jobs. Uh, you know, I, a couple other family members who are older, they're like 65 and they need their jobs. And yeah. And they can't go work an essential job mm -hmm. in the middle of a dangerous pandemic. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, that's, <laughs> this is crazy to me, but you know what? It's like, if it's there, someone's going to figure out how to scam they it. They always right? do. Yeah. It, you know, what's really sad is like EDD, like, you know, Trump helped everybody with that EDD and yet... They're like, oh yeah, I'm 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 taking Trump's money, like, like they're being really that like was malicious. Not out of Trump's bank account. I know, but <laughs> I think we need no, to clarify. No, that I think we do need to clarify. But I just feel bad because like everything this man does, he gets criticized for, even helping the country. Well, you know, if he'd be screwed if he didn't, screwed if he didn't. Yeah, that's poor president. I mean, uh, yeah, there's I no mean, respect right now. You know, the debate happened. Not to get into the debate with Mike Pence and Camilla, but all they're talking about is a fly. I'm yeah. Like, oh, oh, thank yeah. you for bringing. I, I didn't get to that. watch it, and I'm just seeing fly memes, and I'm like, what is this fly? Yeah. What is going on? Did we talk about flies? Like, and then I suddenly realized like it was a fly on him. Yeah, or it was yeah. literally and then, a stupid little. And then fly like, <laughs> and then there was all that. the important stuff that was discussed. Yeah. I didn't get to watch it either, but I've been seeing that scene that uh, family was talking about where. I guess they were they were debating and Pence interrupted her and she's like, "Can you let me talk or something?" No, she said, "I'm speaking." Oh, I'm speaking. I when I saw that video clip, I wanted to reach back like a pimp and slap her so damn <laughs> I hard. Said, like a pimp. <laughs> I wanted to slap her so hard for that one. Oh my god! Maybe <laughs> slap the fly off the head too. Oh yeah, yeah that just one. Just I'll, I'll just back. Swoop. I'll backhand her and then backhand the fly on Pence's head. Oh I gotta have you on my show. <laughs> You're amazing. <laughs> oh my gosh, uh, I haven't got to watch that because when I when I watched the first debate, I'm pretty sure my blood pressure was through the roof. <laughs> and so the next one was coming, and I had a deadline, and I was like, I, ca I can't watch it. I'm gonna have to go back and watch it. But I've heard pieces of it, um, and the fly thing was driving me crazy. It's this so, morning so um and so yeah i mean <laughs> sorry that's just such an awesome comment um but it, i'm trying to like make myself stop laughing here because it's so awesome um but the whole edd thing i mean it, it comes back down to the people who really needed this money and the mm -hmm. people who were selfish mm -hmm. and took it and you know i look to at the pp PPP loans. The PP. My kids laugh every time I say that. <laughs> Serena just laughed. I know, that's why <laughs> I laugh. PPPPP. <laughs> they name them that. Can they find a better acronym? Um, but I mean, I was really frustrated as a business owner. I didn't get it. And several friends didn't get it. But then, you know, companies that had millions and millions mm -hmm. of dollars, including the NBA, who applied for it, what? got money <laughs> from the SBA. They sent it back once everyone found out about it. Of course. Like, but, shamed. Yeah, yeah. They basically... But I mean, why would you even apply it? Yeah, for a small struggling. business loan. Yeah, a, and I'm sorry, all these basketball players are making millions, and they're sitting comfortably. Like I don't, I don't see no loan. Why don't they get a loan from their players if they want to play that? <laughs> if they want to play that game? Good yeah, one, no pun intended. Yeah, yeah. well, and yeah, big companies no like huge multi-million dollar companies that had plenty of money saved in their up. wings saved up got these things. Yeah. It sounds which, like the EDD scheme. Yeah, yep. yeah. I mean, which it begs the question with the SBA is who's really running the SBA? Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. because you and dun, I. Dun, I dun. mean, it's like, 
You guys are awesome. Seriously, you're on my show next. This is awesome. All right, family and friends is all coming to my show. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, I, I just, I have to be honest. I've been mad about this for months. Mm -hmm. Like so mad, I'm sure. Like, well, it definitely raised my blood pressure because I checked it. I was like, this is not good. I mean, but mad, loss of sleep, like upset, you know, watching friends cry as they're closing their business of 30 years. Yeah. You know, restaurants that they couldn't get open. Um, stuff like that. I just think that, in the midst of all this stuff, the small guys really got the bad, bad part of this. And you, and you have your, your own burger place. We were just talking about burger kook and yeah. you know, you, you've gotten innovative and I mean, how did it hit you guys? I know you, you're kind of a pop-up, so, so maybe we, the rules were different. We kind of did what you did. We started right at the beginning of the pandemic. Um, you know, we didn't quite know what we were doing, but now we're, we're making it work for us. It's not quite ideal, but we're, we're slagging burgers. People are lining up. So good. Yeah. We'll be um, at Pacific Shores in Ocean Beach on the 24th. So mm -hmm. come get some good drinks and some good birds. And meet us there. Yeah. We'll be there. Um, you know, but it's been a struggle. And the, the really crappy thing right now is, is the government. We're waiting on different, you know, things mm. from the different papers and different, you know, uh, things that they had to sign and all that and nobody's there supposedly yet they can call us and ask for money all the time yet when yeah. we reach out to them there's nobody there to return an email there's nobody there to answer a phone so yeah. i don't understand how they can reach out to us all the time but we can't ever get a hold of them yeah the, the irs keeps sending me stuff for yeah. some reason they still want their money it's rude yeah, it's, it's so really rude. rude that's what i said last <laughs> time they called it, i was like you're rude yeah the like, IRS is like a Karen. The <laughs> IRS is like, as a, as a government you know what? Wing. I'm going to put Karen. Karen in on the IRS number. So when it calls and it says Karen, I'm just going to be like, oh. That's the biggest, baddest Karen. Yeah. That's the biggest, baddest. The worst haircut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So wait, wait. So you're going to be October 24th. You said Ocean Beach. Yes. We'll be at Pack Shores, Pacific Shores, which is a great little bar, mom and pop bar that has been open for an extremely long time. It's one of the oldest bars in Ocean Beach. So we'll be there slanging burgers in the back. Yeah, you'll you'll see Kalina, the uh, the hot 29-year-old, and then me <laughs> if I'm wearing Vapor Supreme. Oh, and Famla, the tw the she's the other hot 29-year-old. <laughs> 20 I thought it was 25. Famla, okay. I don't think you can wear heels there though. <laughs> if you see your, if you see Jimmy Choose, it's most likely Famla. If you see Vapor Supreme, it's most likely me. And if you see Vintage, it's yeah. Kalina. <laughs> So now we know, and now I need to show up because I'm family's twin. Yeah. yeah. So if you see a really large blonde <laughs> with large hair. That's um, exactly how large I was going to say. That's what you're going to describe. Yeah, I knew. That's I definitely know. what I was going to say. You guys are twins. That so. would be there. Fraternal. <laughs> well, before we close this on out, I know we have some people we need to thank. We do. So thank you, Alex Agamiroff. And then, guys, at the end, if you miss any part of our show or you want to hear any of the antics that we've been up to before this, maybe before Family got kicked off, um, <laughs> you know, our podcast is on Amazon, Spotify, Apple, or any other place where you can, you know, do that cool download stuff. Yes. And if we're you, on there. If you missed my pimp comment, go back and listen. <laughs> Please do. Go back and listen on iTunes. Dr. Julie, you're awesome. Thank uh, you. Yeah, thank, thank you, you Dr. for coming Julie. on. Oh, you guys are awesome. You're all going to be on my show because <laughs> after that pimp comment, I can't not have you. You're, yeah, no, it's amazing. And I have to stay PG, PG-13 for this show. So yeah, think yeah. about when I have more freedom. 
don't scare her. She wants. It. She just said she wants. It. Just kidding. We'll be little angels, little cherubs. Pamela knows it. P- PG, PG thirteen. Yeah. It's all good. Well, thank you for having me on the show. This was super fun. I hope I get to come back and have some more fun with you guys at some time. Um, but I think that is it for our family and friends show. Awesome. Yeah, thank, thank you, Doctor Julie, and thank you, family. She's still here, guys. Oh yeah, she's, she's right here. here in the corner. Thank you for joining us for the discussions and informative interviews you want to hear on Family and Friends. To learn more about Family Ramos, how to be a guest or sponsor on the show, visit familyandfriends.com. Tune in at this same time every week for more Family and Friends on The Answer San Diego.